Can you hear the two shots the of vodka? <laughs> two pints of vodka. It's funny, just listening to it, you can Both tell there is <laughs> significantly <laughs> more. And what about half a second of that sound? There you go, two shots. Yeah, or the same amount of time with a pourer on top to, you know, control the flow. Penises. I hear you too much usually. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Au <laughs> contraire, mon frère. <laughs> he who speaketh too much. Uh, you know what? It's like a fitty fitty spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Suppose we both kind of run the mouth fitty. a little. <laughs> and then the fucking goat and bird like search for the scraps we gotta dig for the fucking like like ooh look I found a morsel of time <laughs> speaking of time uh I'm Tal love isn't always I'm Vox wait what it, what do you and time have in common nothing I'm Roland and I'm pretty fucking comfy right now I you're like you look comfortable, yeah. I, I'm toasty. It's a good thing you got central air, otherwise. <laughs> it's not even central air. It's that we're sitting in the middle of a basement, and it's cold outside. And, and right now, the, the floor is fucking like frozen on my <laughs> yeah. goddamn feet. Yeah, it, it's cold. The percentage of swalls I would have right now is. Well, I mean, looking at that thing. Oh, so for those uh, those of you playing the home game. Um, <laughs> The, he's wearing Adam is currently wearing a goat kigu, but it's super fluffy and it has that that white cotton shit that you see in inside yeah, like, like fancy the, the jackets coat. And it's thick. Yeah, like it's like it's that just... fluffy white stuff. Not like regular fleece. It's like actual. It looks like someone killed a sweater and turned it into a goat. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Isn't that kind of backwards? Well, I mean, is it kind of a like kigu the... is kind of like a full body sweater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's like, but it's not like those weird, like, ones made out of pubes that grandma always gives you every Christmas. What? Wait, what? what? Yeah. What? You know, are you, are you itchy... talking like the like, grandma... hand knitted kind of sweater? You know that itchy sweater that's like yeah. basically made out so... of pubes. It, it's like... basically just got shit tons of follicles that itch all over. And... Yeah, you mean like... wool? Yeah, you use, you use wool and itching powder to stitch it together for your grandkids. Like, <laughs> but I like, like wool underwear. Oh I'm, my god! I'm sure wool technology has uh, <laughs> only wool. gotten better over the years. You're at Wool Tech Incorporated. I don't <laughs> own any wool clothing anymore. <laughs> I don't think I do. Socks. No, it's all polyester. Great idea. Wool uh, socks. But any other yes. Of clothing. I don't have any wool socks. I have thick cotton socks, though. Yeah. Cotton. Thick with two C's. <laughs> Thick. Apparently is how it's spelt now. That's, that's how it's spelt. Yeah. Only when you're referring to a Djibouti. Or 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 
a dick. Yeah, wieners. Pretty much any piece of anatomy. Yeah, a person. Pass, it's the double C's. <laughs> but anything else, it's still the CK. It's the, it's the current obsession with uh, big butts and bara guys. Yep. That, that spawned from. I'm not complaining. Speaking of big butts, uh, Equifax is in the news again. Yep. Oh, what they do. <laughs> Besides, you know. Uh, so, other than fucking up everybody's credit uh, in all of North America uh, for yeah. the foreseeable future, um, they uh, they decided, and we were talking about them last episode, too, um, because they were like, okay. I, I wasn't here last episode. But Have you was... seriously missed the Equifax thing? Yes. Oh, I totally I live wow. under a rock. Okay. And stay at home. Do, do a twenty-four-ish yes. hours a day. So, so please educate me. You should turn on the internet once in a while. But I do. I don't use it to look at the news because it's fucking depressing. So well, prepare. To give be, me the rundown. Prepare to be more depressed because this affects you as well. It affects all of us. Yeah, we're all fucked. Uh, Equifax, you know the giant credit agency that handles credit for Canada and the U.S. and the world yeah mm -hmm. uh and has your social security <laughs> well if you're in the state social security if you're in canada social insurance number your address previous employers credit history they were hacked and they uh the information of something like 170 million people ish uh has been compromised hmm. so we're talking about uh identity theft on a scale never before seen on earth um, is now just a thing. So, yeah. Equifax Good. stock has been tanking. And, yep, and, it and just huh. when people thought it couldn't tank further, this week happened, um, where when trying to clean up the mess, they were doing shit like uh, uh, offering essentially a one-year free trial uh, for their for credit, credit monitoring... monitoring. And yep. stuff. There's just like, if you've been affected, go to this website and we'll give you a year of protection. But you have to give us your credit card number uh, and sign uh, up for uh, auto renewal. Yep. So that when it expires, so when it expires we uh, we uh, will start charging mm -hmm. you. Start charging you. Um, so they were trying to use it to sell their products. Um, but along the lines of. Really, really having no idea what the fuck they're doing when it comes to fucking cybersecurity. Holy shit, why the fuck wasn't that shit salted? Uh, but beyond basic shit, oh yeah, and uh, we were also talking about how in like Argentina their passwords were literally admin password. I think it was Argentina. And <laughs> yeah, like certain big <laughs> one, one of the countries, yeah. uh, one of the Equifax in one of the countries, it was admin password which is funny Delicious. because i i literally know several large companies where major servers the whole thing is admin password um but, but. they they did a thing so we all know what phishing is right yes uh you, you know no, what phishing yeah, like the ph rolling yeah phishing. i don't like where this is going well so, you know how Equifax owns the domain Equifax.com? 
and how they have their SSL certificates all over it. And how anybody mm-hmm. who has anything to do with Equifax goes to Equifax.com to go to the Equifax website because it's mm-hmm. fucking Equifax.fucking.com the way it's always been forever. And how every once in a while you'll get emails from things like instead of being uh, TDCanadaTrust.ca or whatever, it'll be like security TDCanadaTrust.ca. Uh, yeah, yeah like you'll get the, the fishing shit. garbage yeah. URLs. Mm-hmm. Well, the website that you're supposed to go to to fix your shit and get that year of credit monitoring and all that is not equifax.com it's equifax security 2017.com Oh, so no. they registered a really weird That's new name. their website? Like a sketchy, like a sketchy yeah, so, uh, I'm, I'm just going to confirm because there, there's, a, there's a thing. There's a thing that happened. Oh, my God. Uh, Equifax Security 2017. I'm just Googling it so I can give you the exact URL here. So it is equifaxsecurity2017.com www.equifaxsecurity2017.com okay, that's so the they registered a new domain for it yeah not a good domain a bad domain a time sensitive domain yeah so valid for what three more months i don't know but uh so what happened was a guy going this is really stupid, and I'm going to show you exactly why this is really stupid, did. Is he registered securityequifax2017.com mm-hmm. and made a website that looked like Equifax's website. And, and since it was a new URL that no one was fucking familiar with, yep. uh, got a bunch of traffic and made it so convincing that Equifax themselves from the official account tweeted that fucking webpage. Oh my god. Saying go uh, here oh my to god. sort your shit out. Uh, so basically Holy they, shit! They tweeted out a phishing URL. Well, the thing is it wasn't. It was a white hat who was like, this is stupid, here's why. Yeah, Don't still. register a new fucking domain, especially not one like this, to do this. Because then I can now go, hey, no one's familiar with this domain, and look, it's super exploitable. Exploits well, that's, that's it. Just it. No, one's going to, no one's going to be ready to, to check it, because it's brand new and so easily misread. Yeah. Right? You, you think Equifax.com? That's easy. But when you have numbers and secure or whatever other words in there, it just gets jumbled. I cannot begin to comprehend how stupid this is. It's, it, it's pretty dumb. It, it's so fucking stupid. And this, is like, this has been all over the news. This has been like fucking New York Times, ARS Technica, all of them. And yeah, straight up told people to go to the fucking phishing website. Holy fuck. So, do, you, do you think like... Sorry, go ahead, buddy. I was just going to say, I'm glad I have never directly done business with yeah, Equifax. I've, I've never touched Equifax. But the, the problem I, with I'm that sure is, there are services that use it. Well, the, the problem with, even if you've never gone to Equifax's website and signed up, your shit's still on there. They well, still so have your information. Here's the thing. You may have gone over this last week, um, but 
I thought it was Equifax US that got hit, and there's only about a hundred thousand Canadians affected. There, so the we don't know how many Canadians, okay, because Equifax Canada isn't saying shit. Yeah, of course not. They're, they're not. They're re- probably on lockdown for shut the fuck up and don't say anything. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not saying shit to anybody. So we have no idea how many Canadians are affected. There are people speculating. Right. There's lots of speculation about how, oh, the ones affected, uh, when they say Canadians affected, they probably mean Canadians that have social security numbers in the U.S. Well, and any Canadian who's done uh, credit business yes, in the United States, in the United know, States. U.S. credit card, buy a house, own property, any of that, you're yeah. going to for sure be on their, yeah. on their docket. Um, or uh, Canadians who work for U.S. companies. Yep, because then you're earning taxes and all that. You know, so, but the thing is, that's all speculation because Equifax Canada hasn't said shit fuck all about who's affected. Mm-hmm. Right? It, we just know a, a huge number in the U.S. and a number of Canadians yep. greater than zero. Excellent. Great. And less than the population of Canada? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, beyond for some reason, not salting their database or, you know what? I'm betting it's not even an issue of an encryption key got taken. I'm, I'm imagining that shit just wasn't kept. Plain text. Plain text. That was, that shit was plain text. The 170 million, right? So even if it was encrypted. Why the fuck wasn't it salted? And even then, with this level of incompetence. Yeah, this right here is absolutely terrifying. Because <laughs> this, hopefully this was just some idiot in the, the PR department. You know, the new guy got a hold of the Twitter account and was like, oh, let's get this tweeted quick so that people can start helping. They Not did it doing- more than once. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> nope. Never again. Uh, Equifax actually it was so bad Equifax had to release a statement well yeah like because they're like and in the statement they even say the posts plural with the wrong (laughs) website on them have been removed oh my god you you can't have a uh, uh, an intrusion a PR disaster and then immediately be like oh let's encourage another intrusion (laughs) and let's just hand our debt yeah no, they are they are in a bad <laughs> bad shape. I feel like at this point the like the CEO of Equifax is just like the secretary comes in and he's just like, Oh, um uh Brittany, can you uh cancel my three o'clock as he's just loading a gun? <laughs> 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 just be like, um just tell him uh, I'm out that, to lunch. Well, that, that's not the CEO. That's the CIO. That's the CIO. Yeah. No, the CIO. Gonna, they're gonna walk into the data center and just find him hanging from a network cable <laughs> just oh, from basically. the ceiling. I I mean at this point, like, holy fuck! What kind of a life could you hope to live after this? <laughs> well, I, that's the thing is that, like anybody in in middle management and up, their careers They're are fucked. Over. I uh, hope they are. I don't know. The problem with corporation is it's so easy to go. Okay, bad situation. How do I blame everyone beneath me? Yeah, oh, and they absolutely. will. You know, we will see all of middle management gone. You will see all of your administrators gone. They will all get replaced. Yeah, but the thing right? is, well, the, the management grunt, probably it's won't. really hard to blame grunts for that because the thing is, the the only thing that could have caused a breach like this is design flaw. 
Mm-hmm. So right. you blame your architects. Yeah. So that's the thing is the it's it's going to be architects and up. Yeah. Those are the only people who could be held responsible for and this. Projects like those are often signed off by by CIOs, yes. etc. Yep. Right. Like the, you know that that does fall right into but the lap. It of will the depend CIO. on sort of just because they signed off on it doesn't necessarily incriminate them. Yeah. You know, three accounts get fucked. Okay, that's an analyst. An analyst is getting yeah, that, fired. That's. That's I, I'm, I'm waiting yeah. to see. Who brought, I'm waiting to see who brought this idea up and why they said yeah. they can fuck off. Yeah. Fifty accounts get fucked. That's some supervisor. Someone's going. Why the fuck are we following these bad practices? Your your analysts are doing this shit wrong. Uh you know, a thousand. That's getting into like. There's a project manager somewhere who's got a lot of explaining to do. Yep. A million over a hundred million accounts. Yeah. It's yeah, significant <laughs> design problem. That's the CIO's problem. You know, you know what it kind of is? It's like it gets to the I I don't know what we're going to do kind of situation of it's it's almost like take take like I don't know, take war for instance. Take like take like a murderer, okay? Mass it's the difference between killing one person or mass genocide. Like, with Matt's genocide, it's like, oh, I don't know, what do we do, like, throw him in jail or something? Like, it gets to the point where it's just like, fuck. Well, and that's like, the thing. That's is, a lot of people. The, like, people in the financial industry right now are, are, like, the government even, they're looking at this like, well. What do we do? What do we do? Yeah, like, that's actually it. What like, happens it, now? It just, it just fucking, you basically like, unplug no, the cord and they go, I, I don't know. Like I cannot imagine they ever had a backup plan for everybody's social security That's, numbers becoming there's compromised. There's just no contingency plan for that. Well, like they're just like. Uh. So, so after a day ago, the CIO and CSO are both no longer with Equifax. <laughs> <laughs> so they've taken care of that problem. What is the CSO? Oh, security officer. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. If it wasn't the CIO, the CSO is absolutely who's like, next. Uh, you know what do you do? Well, I. You sweep clean and then hope your company survives the backlash. Basically, well, uh, yeah. the, the, the big well, problem, though, isn't even going to be the company. It's uh, how do we as a population I'm deal not, with this? Yeah, because, I'm not talking about Equifax. I'm talking about everyone. Yeah, because because yeah. that's that's over. Everyone has been affected by this. There's over half the fucking country. Yeah, uh, 326 million people in the U.S. And I'm just going to double check the numbers so for how many people affected. So we just stop using social security numbers and go to something different. Just start over. Barcode's on the neck. Yeah, like, what is that? Because that, that... That's the problem. That's just the, not with, easy. With the data that's been lost, it's not just the social security numbers, but it's the history, right? So have you ever tried to call in to... Um, something like Equifax to get your history? Do you know the questions they ask? Right? It's yes or no. Do you have a loan for this amount gotten this year? So it's it's your history. It's 143 million people. Yeah. So that's half the, that's almost half the United States. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's the thing is like, how does the population move on from that? Because now literally anybody, anybody anywhere could be affected. Could be affected. Mm Mm-hmm. One in two people. So, you know, right now, the big thing for the population is monitor your shit yeah. as mm-hmm. much as possible. Mm-hmm. EquifaxSecurity2017.com. <laughs> yeah. 
as shitty as it sounds to as go back to the company that fucked that you, is. at least they will watch and tell you, by the way, an account was just opened. Yeah. And well, you go, credit freeze. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing is uh, a bunch of people were suggesting, like, if you think that you are at risk, so, like, you've got a really good credit history, really good credit rating, and don't have a lot of credit to your name right now open, you know, the kind of identity theft that can put you in line of a mortgage getting opened up mm-hmm. uh just freeze your credit now just call every single one of the agencies put a credit freeze in and then later on if you need to use your credit again unfreeze it do it refreeze it yep right and you're just gonna have to keep your credit in a state of constantly frozen uh if you're if you're actually that worried if you think you're a high risk target um you know if you're a student with uh, three overdrawn credit cards and uh, haven't paid a bill in six months probably don't have a lot to worry about. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Equifax just keeps... keep. They just want to keep the fucking incompetence train going. Yep. It, it's still got so... more coal here for the old incompetence dream. Oh my god! Like, but like that's the thing is is doing shit like that. Like that is cybersecurity no nos one oh one. Yeah, they're they're simple things. Right? It, it's simple <clears throat> shit, and like shit like if people are familiar with a domain name, don't register a brand new unfamiliar one with an exploitable name to be a security checkpoint i just yeah. can't imagine why it makes any sense to change the website at yeah, all you already own equifax.com make the subdomain make a new page for it and then redirect people from your front page it, it doesn't even have to be a su- equifax.com slash breach yeah or whatever yeah, yeah. right make <laughs> another page for it you don't yeah. have to do anything <laughs> yeah uh, but and the thing is too, it's after they release the statement, they st- they're still using EquifaxSecurity2017.com. Like the mm. smart thing, rather not even the smart thing, the at all in any way a reasonable response thing to do would have that would be to do the Equifax.com slash 2017 breach or whatever, and have that new domain that that was working just yeah. redirect, redirect to it to it because then you're at least on the site everyone's familiar with like mm-hmm. fuck me that's right but no uh we've deleted the posts uh that uh this is turning into like a coney thing <laughs> it's a tr- it's a fucking tragic comedy is what it is <laughs> It's really fucking funny if you have, like, no sense of moral guidance. If I wanted to make a TV show about a just fucked corporation, this is what it would be going... Isn't that called Mad Men? Well, yeah, it'd be... Well, it's kind of like fucking the Arrested Development version of massive corporate bullshit. I I can't... I can't even... Um. It's like if the Venture Brothers ran a fucking company... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I still think they'd do better like i i'm having a they hard... would at least have like missiles and i don't know i'm just i'm having a Team hard time believing that it's fucking real it's satirical yeah and like, like it, it's funny too because all of the people right now this this I, would make a fantastic satire on its own like oh absolutely <sighs> like the, the it's funny because like a bunch of people were the second it came out they were uh, trying to um, short the Equifax stock, 
And they were like, okay, we think the worst is over. And then, um, yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> and then it just, it just kept going. Right now, oh my god! I, I want to see this graph. I'm trying to find the Equifax stock graph. Uh, oh, yeah, it's. I, I'm pretty sure we can all just assume that it plummets. Yeah, it, like, like a. I, I think that yeah. Cliff. Oh, it went up today. Yeah, oh so wow! It's funny though. Roland, Roland's got it on the last month, and it's basically solid, just yeah, over one forty. One forty to and like ninety. <laughs> And you saw it recovering slightly, and then it dropped again. <laughs> yep. I just like how the nice, steady stream, and then it's just like, and tank. Yep. Yeah, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine, scandal. Yeah. <sighs> That's rough. So, Man, yeah. that, that is depressing awesome. as fuck. Yeah, well, I, I'll be paying close attention to my credit for a bit. Just, yeah, just in case. In case. I'll, I'll be, yeah, I'll be paying attention. Because Equifax Canada is not saying shit, which is frustrating. Banks aren't giving me shit because I don't have a job, so I'm probably safe. Short. Short Equifax stock, invest in AMD. <laughs> okay, fanboy. Hey, AMD is treating us well so far. Our stream's working basically flawlessly at I this mean, point. You're not wrong. I just haven't had to buy a processor since AMD came out with their... Thanks, AMD. <laughs> All right. So who else had things? You you had things. I had a couple of things. I think... Uh, they're pre they're pretty quick though. So does yeah. anybody else have a thing, or can I do my thing? Do you, do your thing. Well, I'm gonna do my thing because I think I've given up my thing the last few. If you, I you if have. I think yeah, I think I got to yes uh, the week before. I, I wasn't so. here last week. Um, bring okay. it up. So, um, I'm gonna paint a motherfucking picture, which I haven't done in a Yay! while. Yay! You using your woolen? Yes. Using, <laughs> using your my, wool brush. Using my woolen. My my non pubic kigu. <laughs> um, so mm, imagine if you will, kigu. <laughs> mm, pube. Um, so imagine if you will, you're in the Big Apple. All right, you're I've hanging around New York. Yeah, I've been there. Fuck it's a yeah, good, it's a good place. Little busy, lots of traffic, but you know, for the most part, pretty rad. And you know, you you just finish your daily grind and. You're uh, you're kind of uh, on your way home. You take the good old reliable subway. You're just like, ah, good. Good old, good old subway. It's always there for me. It's a little crowded, but you know what? Beats the hell out of driving. Don't need all that traffic. It's perfect. Make your way, way down to the platform. And you sitting there, you're like, oh, you know what? It's going to be a couple minutes till the next train gets here. There's a little bit of a lineup. You know, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll just run to the bathroom. So, make your way over to the bathroom, and you open up the bathroom door to see a, well, if it's, if it's not a real dead I think, body, I it's the most convincing prosthetic you've ever seen. <laughs> and, but then you quickly notice that the smell is definitely a dead body. Mm, Absolutely. I've body. never smelled one, but I'm told it is unmistakable. It's uh, pretty gross. And um, lo and behold, there's a couple of dead bodies in there. Ooh. Oh, uh, bulk discount? So, most recently, uh, New York City subway employees uh, for the transit system have 
come out saying that perhaps their work life and environment would be a little bit better if the transit system would stop storing dead bodies in their cafeteria and washrooms. Wait, what? Storing. Yes. What? Sto- like in transportation? So basically what it is is because of the severity that the transit system cannot stop for anything. Oh, okay. I understand what's going on here. It cannot stop. So they have to keep shit a rolling no matter what happens. <laughs> Otherwise, <Yeah>. it's catastrophic <laughs> failure. Basically, like one missed train, anything like that, no good. So if someone happens to die while on the platform, they quickly scoop up said person and put them, place them in either the public washroom, the employee washroom, or the employee cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And they get stored there until proper medical people can come and medical services can come and either remove the body or do what they have to do. But oh, that good. is where they are currently stored to keep shit going. Why don't they just put... like? Would it be that hard to have a designated body storage? I don't know, like, yeah, like a morgue like, service. I pro- figured that there's probably like a janitor's closet or something. <laughs> yeah, and not Couldn't... where someone's like just eating their tuna fish sandwich and looks over and goes, "Well, like maybe they yeah, could have body. maybe they could have like a little morgue kind of caboose for the trains to just throw people <laughs> into the morgue no, caboose well, to go to the morgue, like a something. like a pickup station or something. Yeah, literally just any you know a, a small space dedicated to it rather than it, using yeah employee it doesn't space. have to be lavish they're dead just throw them in a box and ship them somewhere else but like, i mean not where people are shitting eating or like around like i mean this happens often enough that they that employees have complained that there's that enough dead once. people on their platforms that they have to store them in employee like restrooms and cafeterias i just i i find it like i don't know it's almost refreshing <laughs> that from the article that i read that the employees don't seem like overly upset like they're more so just like hey a nice you know it's like somebody dropped it in the suggestion box it's kind of the way <laughs> well, like, they're the way that and it could be much more severe than that but it's the way they kind of explained it is the fact that it's like they're concerned and would enjoy their would enjoy their professional life a little bit more if this is something they didn't have to deal with. It would feel a lot more professional around here if there weren't so many dead people. Yeah, like if you weren't like, ah, oh, I have well, to go to the bathroom and being like, oh, sorry, occupied see, by the dead. I, I would start using it to justify the dress code of the people that died in the C train station. Like he gets to wear, you know, a a skirt why can't i what i don't know it's like wear a skirt because i have to deal with dead people i'd have to figure out some way to cope with it <laughs> you'd, you'd use it as bargaining leverage, i would just start like... fucking with them until they remove the dead bodies if it were me like you could always do like a weekend at bernie's start, thing where you like yeah start drawing on the... the bodies with like washable oh, marker my god 
Like just a disgruntled employee draws like a fucking pentagram and candles and shit. Set the entire thing up like a satanic ritual. Oh my god! Or just god. like, or just like, I'm going on break, and then just like draw a chalk line around yourself and just lie on and the go ground. to sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, just hide yourself amongst the bodies. I'm gonna just... go take a death nap, <laughs> sleep with like, the dead bodies. It's it's pretty terrible, and. From one part of it, I get where they're coming from. Like the, it's the a really awkward situation for everyone. Well, the ramifications of having to stop, like dead stop transit, especially at a time like rush hour and stuff, which evidently, like, it's not necessarily all the time, but how busy, like how busy New York is, you can imagine the subway is like elbow to elbow it, all the it's time. It's pretty tightly, tightly scheduled. So you know, a five minute delay throws everything off could yeah. could li- like just fuck the day so hard i mean here in calgary a five minute train delay causes probably an extra 40 percent of people to be waiting yeah which is insane like yeah. insane so you can imagine with that sort of excessive population that like that that's like that's that's fucked. yeah and or, then, or like how in tokyo they couldn't even afford to upgrade the transit system because the delays <coughs> caused by upgrading it would be too big so <laughs> so you saw uh one of the things that they did was um instead of upgrading it they built a new one uh, a new line underground underneath the currently existing line and then in one night from the time the last train ran to the time the first train in the morning ran, they switched it and dropped the platform down so the trains instead went down underground instead of above ground. Yep. And see, in Japan, it's extra tight because the uh, transit there is scheduled and reliable to the point where if it runs late, you get a note. Oh, really? They give you a note to take to school or work to say that you were late because of transit. It's, uh, I don't know. All, all I know is that my teachers were like, you know, eventually you're just going to have to start leaving earlier. Yeah, well, that's just it. Is in Japan, they are so reliable that if you walk into the office and say, sorry, my train was late, they'll go, oh. note, please. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like, well, also that weird. if you say, my train was late, you're, everyone's kind of going to look at you like, holy shit, really? True. Yeah. yeah like, that never happens. Who died? Yeah. 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 It, I mean, I imagine it's the equivalent of, like, every once in a while, downtown shuts off. Yeah, it just closes. Yep. You're just like, you just get, you're in the train, like what happened to us and fucking Cara's birthday. <laughs> Sitting in the train, it's just yeah. like. Uh, downtown's closed. Yeah, downtown's closed. Oh. Well, yes, we're walking. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I had to walk to City Hall that night. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's messed. And that was the second time that week, too, for me. Oh, really? Yeah. There there was another police incident at the same spot, and I had to go to City Hall. I was which, like, what the hell? Which spot? Um, It, it was, it's like the C-Train line downtown. Oh. Um, well, by like the... um. The, the park area where the 99 percenters were camping out that one time. I have no idea what park that Across is. Across from City Hall. Oh, okay. Yeah, that play, that area is pretty scre- sketchy, too. Yeah, lots pretty of... It's scratchy. It's pretty scratchy. scratchy. Um, no, it's funny because after working downtown for a while, I have seen 
like it's funny because you look at the buildings and you're like you look up and they're all really nice buildings and you got like the bay and shit then you look right beside the train tracks and it's like some piece of shit shawarma shop with the fucking windows spray painted <laughs> you know and right next to it you got like a fucking you know dream catcher store yeah that i think they've, they've started lot. getting rid of those haven't they have they i think i've seen a few of them not there anymore yeah because like I'm, I'm sitting there i'm like it's like a weird dichotomy it's like a ghetto inside of the city it's so strange to look at because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. well, like you've got like because when i lived on literally like eighth, i think i lived on sixth ave and like right down the street from crack max i've you know started to feel lonely if i didn't hear an ambulance yeah <laughs> like <laughs> shit downtown shit's crazy like well it's just weird because like you know crack max is a good example because you got a really nice hotel kitty corner to the sketchiest max well in we the city. only just got rid of the cecil like a couple years ago yeah like the sketchiest rent by the Fuck hour hotel that. in town Fuck like that place so hard. in one of the <laughs> nicer areas yeah in prime location, like, now, like yeah, right like off the river. It's... Yeah. Oh, and I, like up until like the moment it went down, that was still prime area. Yeah. Because <clears throat> that's where West Village is now. Yeah. No, it's uh, kind of crazy. Olympic Plaza, car says. Yes. Ah, Olympic Preza. <laughs> yes. Olympic Impreza. Mm, I don't know if there's an Olymp an Impreza Olympics. Probably not. Impreza Olympics. Oh, um, I didn't actually get to say it on the show. I'm 30 now. Oh, congrats, Yay, old congratulations. man. Congratulations. So, welcome to being old. Yeah. Yep. Old as fuck. I'm officially like an actual adult now. Welcome to being so old like Orky. Yeah. Well, no, it, it's uh, uh, 30 is the age where you can't, you, the ah, uh, he's young excuse doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I didn't think it worked, you know, after you're fucking 18, but... Yeah, well, I mean... It doesn't really work after like, you're 25. You yeah, kind of yeah. expect to be an adult at that point. Like, that's the thing. People still might expect, like, someone who's, like, 26, 27 to be kind of an idiot. When you're 30, now you're fully responsible. All, all, all bets are all off. All bets are off. You should be fully responsible forever. <laughs> you really should, should. But you aren't. The fact that you just technically aren't. If I were a like... better person, I would genuinely want to be responsible 24-7. <laughs> That's awful. <sighs> Instead, I'm only begrudgingly responsible most yep. of the time. And uh, I, I've, uh, I've received the first birthday gift I've ever had. Uh, like ever? That... <coughs> <laughs> that hurts me and that I have to spend more time like at this point I'm going on to like hour 16 or 18 of building this motherfucking mm -hmm. oh my god you have at least eight more hours to go at least uh, I've <laughs> that's only, assuming you're on schedule I, I've only just made it to the wiring part so what did you get I saw I that. It looks pretty. Internet. I got a 3D printer. It, it's fucking amazing. It's Which one did you get? Uh, the Folger Tech FT5. It's a 12 by 12 by 15 3D printer. That thing is big. It's gigantic. It literally it takes up half my fucking kitchen table. It's fucking huge. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy huge. Um, but yeah, so the 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 frame is built, the motors are installed, the extruders in. Um, I'm a little concerned with the rails. Uh, I don't know if they're smooth enough, smooth sliding enough. Um, and apparently there, this has been like an issue. I took a bunch of videos of the rails. Um, I had to change some things and tighten some screws to get them to move at all. But it was like, I'd put my finger, like I'd lay the rail on the table and I put my finger on the bearing and move and the whole rail assembly would slide. <laughs> and I'm like, that's uh, not the performance you want in no. the slightest. And then like. I was I, when I was taking the video. I'm like, yeah, you can hear it, like it's like you can hear it, like chunking and catching. <laughs> and then as I'm doing it, the rail lifts up off the table, and I'm just like, well, yeah, you can see that the rail hanging by the bearing, kind of thing. And I was just like, yeah, that's not good. Uh, and uh, in the packaging, there was just a ball sitting there that had come out of one of the bearings and I'm like, uh Oh, I, well, the zip ties are still on the rails. These sliders haven't come off. So I don't know what happened here. <laughs> so I got it out and, uh, I, uh, put the ball back in and then they, they, they seem to be sliding. Okay. I, it was also a bit of a bitch to like, because it's a one rail with the uh would that be the x i don't know which one's x which one's y horizontal uh forward and back from you is usually your y and then up and down is your z okay so x axis is one rail with the uh extruder on it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the y axis is two is that rail sitting on top of two rails where that whole first rail assembly assembly slides back and forth so if those like skew slightly then it just, it's gonna it, wedge it, it catches right so i mean I, I like the motors that are running it are fucking huge stepper motors like they're massive uh, so I don't think there's going to be a problem and there's a motor e on, there's two motors for the Y axis for each side, uh, for each rail. So every rail has its own motor. So I don't think power is going to be a problem. I just, I don't know if it's going to catch. So I might have to contact them about it, but I got video of it not working just in case. Um, but other than that, it's, I, I'm almost done. I just have to run the lines now, yeah. which that's going to take, that's going to take a while. I, I had to actually like pull fucking, uh, connectors off, uh, to run the wires through the thing. So I have like random pictures of fucking like connectors and shit yep. in my phone just sitting there so that I can be like, okay, green, yellow, white, red. The wires that it came with are pretty great, though. Um, it's actually like silicone Should be coated quality, wiring right? and stuff. So uh, that mm -hmm. and they sent enough hardware that the few pieces, because there were a couple like bolts that weren't quite right, a couple screws that the heads weren't quite yep. right and stuff. Uh, they sent enough that that wasn't an issue. 
That's good. So the whole, it's coming together. It's just I'm, I want it to be good, so I'm taking my fucking time making mm-hmm. sure it's I all would aligned properly. <clears throat> and absolutely, yeah. You don't want to mess around and end up like breaking it on first go, right? Or yeah, something. catastrophic failure happening. Well, like for something already so complex, you kind of want to take your time and make sure you do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of catastrophic failure, though, Equifax oh, is there? Not, I did. I did have two. One. I did have two small ones. Yeah. Sure. Is that right? One. If I go yeah. again, yeah. all right. It's very very quick. So and it's over. Um, it's over. So end of the episode. A very very amazing man just died. And I don't think many people know about him. And honestly, I think that we should we should absolutely salute this, give this guy the 21 gun salute, and everyone should take a moment to be like, fuck yeah. Like this guy, like a good man. Just a good man. Cause if not for his quick thinking, World War Three would have absolutely been a thing. Oh, yeah, that Russian guy. So on May 19th, uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, Stanislav Petrov died, uh, who was, at the time, uh, he was the lieutenant colonel of the Soviet air defense. Mm-hmm. And basically, on a, ooh, what was it, September 1939? Yeah, or 19, uh, let me just check. Just gonna make sure I have. Are, are you my... talking about the Cuban Missile Crisis? No, no, no. Hang on. Oh, sorry, sorry. 1983. My my mistake. My mistake. So in 1983, uh, he was monitoring the basically the Soviet air defense station by himself, and all of a sudden, fucking klaxons and lights and shit was going off saying that the u.s was sending nuclear missiles towards russia and we're all fucked and to turn on basically to to tell everyone you possibly can send the word out and counterattack. like get okay. rid of the fucking missiles and fire some back like send out the warning do something right now. And it was his sole job at that time to warn everyone. Okay. And he decided to be the big man and decide that it was a false alarm. So he made the conscious choice to, to make it a false yes. alarm? He didn't confirm it? Um, He basically... He had a, he had been around the system enough and knew that it was very unlikely hmm. that that was, there was actual nuclear missiles heading towards Russia. Yeah. Like he was, he said, basically it was a 50, 50 chance. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that, that is not a level of oh error. My God. We at least system. we at least know his testicles were massive. But you, but he had mentioned it may have only been a fifty-fifty chance. But I am not going to be responsible for, for starting World War Three. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, it was better this way. So because of 
because of his very, very brave action in saying, it's fine, and just turning off the alarm. Mute. <laughs> World War Three didn't happen. The Russians I... weren't just like, you want to send missiles at us? Fuck you. And decide to go full out fucking nuclear winter. Well, and that's the I... thing. Is, I don't know. There's a lot of people out there also who think that, you know, you know, people in the military or people sitting in Russian nuclear silos or in the U S government are just are like, completely yeah, nukes. Ha- yeah, completely uh, heartless uh, individuals uh, willing to let's just nuke shit. Let's no, nuke. I mean, it, I can't it affects everyone. Right? I can't like speak it, so like, much for like Trump, how, but fucking I, people assume that these people are just like, yeah, let's just nuke them. But the thing is, all most of these people are like, are exactly like, that kind of you know let's not start world war three please i can't even imagine like how that must have felt to be be like just terrifying to be like yeah you're like this could be the very last day i'm alive so you just turn the mute on put on a pot of coffee just you know sit with your favorite episode of whatever and (laughs) just wait for the impending doom but but honestly like they they've so after so like i said he mentions that he's like the chances were very much up in the air and it was a 50 50 chance that the warnings were real um but obviously he didn't want to be responsible for that shit uh so he explained to his commanders that it was false so he told everyone he's like don't worry about it it's all good and after a six-month investigation they found out that the reason the the um the system triggered was because of the sun reflecting off a satellite <laughs> off of some clouds <laughs> so he was like <sighs> like so what were they what would they be looking for that would be triggered by that i don't know that's just that's after a 6 month investigation weird him and his colleagues discovered the reason for the mix up soviet satellites had mistaken the sun's reflection in some clouds for the start of an american missile salvo <laughs> Jesus. And like, he even goes on to say here, like, can you imagine it was though a child had been playing with a vanity mirror, throwing around the sun's reflection. And by chance that blinding light landed right in the center of the system's eye, like astronomical. Yeah. Like, wow. Literally chance of that happening. Yeah. Like, and he said the randomness of the event brought the world so close to catastrophe. Um, it would shadow him for the rest of his life if he had, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you yeah. just imagine. And they did, uh, I guess Time Magazine did a huge interview with him. And he was just, like, trying to explain, like, he died at the ripe age of 77. And actually, this interview wasn't that long ago. Um, but, like, just to go on to explain that it was not, like, like how do you... You know what I mean? Like, how would you make that decision? Like, how would you? Well, let's just, I, just I decided, can't. am I going to end the world today? Yeah. No. Well, and that's the thing is, well, I don't. He did, I think at that point he decided, is it worth starting World War Three for the sake of saving a single country? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, if you're sitting in that situation and your options are die in nuclear hellfire Die heroically. Or, yeah, yeah it, die in nuclear hellfire 
uh, or, or die in nuclear hellfire while ending the world. Yeah. But later, yeah. when the U.S. <laughs> like, gets messy. Destroy not just Russia, but now the world. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's your, Those are your options. And d- d- take out Russia, take out whole fucking planet. I don't know if yeah, I'd be I'm, able to hit the end the planet I, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure as somebody who was working as part of a missile silo knew that you know, he that kind of decision was a thing. You know that you know that meme of the guy standing at the control console with the two buttons where he's like sweating like profusely, where it's like destroy the planet, don't destroy the planet. <laughs> and he's like and he's just sweating with like a rag. Like, could you imagine? Like, and the coolest part about this is he just mentioned in the interview that the lesson he wanted to get across in our conversation was not about the destructive power of nuclear weapons. It was the inevitability of human error and miscalculation in handling them, especially at a time when politicians began to threaten war rather than talk about peace. And he's like, that's when things can go terribly wrong. He said, one way or another, you still need a person to order a launch of one of those weapons, and a person can always make a mistake. And he said, thankfully, I did not that day. Like, fucking amazing. And I think we should all be like, fuck yeah, that guy. Like, mm-hmm. awesome, definitely the the resolve amazing. of that man is impressive yeah like seriously like just even thinking about that situation everyone's buttholes at maximum pucker that guy was absolutely dived right he was standing in the volcano as it was going and it was yeah. either like well, he was he was looking at a sign that was saying this volcano is gonna erupt if you don't immediately explode the world now yeah like uh, you will either die or you can make sure everybody else comes with you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Push this button to proceed. Uh, well, and that's the thing is, you know, again, there's a lot of people who think that the, you know, the, the a lot of people are just, you know. Ready, rip, rip rare and to go. To well, like, yeah, the but, only but, thing anybody but, ever wants is to fight for their cause. They don't intend to be evil. Well, the the big the thing part. is, again, everybody assumes that these people are just like ready to go. Like, yeah, let's just fucking nuke these people. But Nobody wants to be the guy that hits the button or yeah. orders the nuclear strike. No one wants to be the first. No. no one, like, I guarantee you, like, you know, who Putin is a heartless fucking bastard. Yes. I guarantee you he's not sitting there just hoping for an excuse to use those nukes, right? Yeah. He Nobody, might. like, no country on earth, it's no leader there. beyond maybe Kim Jong-un like, wants to be the guy who sets off the first nuke since Hiroshima. See, he might want to do it, but he never will because Putin, Putin will at that point never well it, like kim jong il right now is it un or il kim, kim jong un uh fucking fuck face um he's playing a dangerous fucking game but like i like i was saying like being the first country to launch an actual nuke at a population since hiroshima is a black fucking mark on the history of a country. The U.S. is still paying the moral cost mm-hmm. of fu- that fucking bomb. Like, mm-hmm. the people who made that bomb went on to have severe problems, right? Um, one of them committed suicide, I'm pretty sure. For which? The, the people who were on the Manhattan Project. Uh, I don't honestly know, but like, I can imagine that the the like the sheer amount of stress, well, of yeah. being part of that would be 
I don't know, like the well, amount... I can, same thing goes for many of the inventors of Sorry. these types of... Nagasaki yeah. was the last one. Hiroshima was the first. Uh. What's... So... And I, and I like, going to that museum, too, was fucking eye-opening. Like, the... What that bomb did was absolutely ridiculous. Like, oh, seeing, right, you were there. Seeing firsthand, like, or secondhand, I guess, <laughs> like, what what happened and like the fact that they didn't hold back was absolutely like a guy was literally melted into stairs like he is oh part of that part of that building his shadow is visible in the mm-hmm. staircase he vaporized into a set of stairs into a bank building like like that he is forever there like a shadow of him standing there like sitting there waiting for the bank to open like it's and seeing honestly seeing the destructive power and they had a huge like the size of the like the size of this main the main part of this basement was a giant model of the city where things were happening like how big the explosion was how long it lasted afterwards how big the mushroom cloud was it was insane. The size of the bomb, the like everything. And seeing yeah. that firsthand was absolutely staggering. And just thinking like, honestly, it's a weird feeling to be like, people did this to people. Yeah. Like, well, and, and that's the thing. And to is, think of something with such immense power. It's really <clears throat> like the, the fact. And you know what's funny? That was, um, that was evidently kind of a test. Well, and that that's the thing is they didn't know because you can't test something of that magnitude. No, so well, they actually it was supposed to get closer to the ground, but it actually detonated quite far above the ground before even impact. Yeah, because they oh. had no idea what was going to happen. Like they had an idea, but they did not kind of they they didn't. There was no way of really like what's going to happen. Like, yeah. Well, and you know, it, it, like when when that kind of shit happens, right? Well, that and that's the thing is one of the big reasons that it hasn't happened since is that during fucking the bombing of Japan is the reaction in the U.S. sort of was like, "Yeah, we're gonna get them back, those bastards!" Oh, 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 shit! Oh my oh, god! Shit. What did we do? Okay, oh, yeah, that's that's exactly what that reaction. So was like. and like the whole world is just looking at it like, um, well, let's never do that again. Let's put that one in the drawer. <laughs> We're just gonna put that down. <laughs> let's all agree here. this was a bad idea. The U.S. is sitting there. The rug. You know, the U.S. is sitting there be doing its usual shit. Like, sorry, my bad. Later. I feel like um, it was a case of, after watching that, being like, uh, we need two guys and to get some keys cut. We need to lock it down. Yeah. Like, we need to make this process, like, fucking, like, this shouldn't happen well, ever by accident. Like, the destructive power is. Yeah. Like, that's like, insane. <clears throat> like, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. Like there I don't I don't honestly believe that there's any person in power again other than Kim Jong Il 
uh, right uh, now. We, we can at least. And even that's probably debatable, but I don't know. I don't think any of them are rip rare and a go to just start dropping nukes on people. Oh, no. You, that, it's like an all talk. I, I assure you some politicians just want to, but they don't want the reputation. Yeah. I, I don't want to say all talk, no trousers, but like all talk and or like mostly talk and like cutoffs. Yeah. We'll go because like they're obviously ready to do what has to be done, but I don't I don't honestly think that anyone's that mad that cuz basically whoever fires the first gets the second. Yeah. And regardless of who you're unless you can literally fire at everyone all at once, you're probably going to get that back in spades. Well, the whole planet's going to turn it, on you. It's mutually assured destruction. Yeah. yeah and uh, the thing that's been keeping us safe for decades now. Yeah, that the fact that it's like everyone's got a gun <laughs> on everyone and no one wants to fire because that will start that the fire. That will end all of it. It's yeah. those cases it's, where people stand well, in a It's like the itchy and scratchy cartoon where they start pulling out bigger guns and eventually the world just explodes. Yeah. And th- honestly, that's that's it. Like, what what's the... What is the... the what is it, Kang and Kodos from that one Halloween episode of Simpsons? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's like, got a board with a nail in it. Yeah, they run away from because they get they get boards with nails in them. And they're like, oh, they're defending themselves. So the aliens retreat from Earth. And they're like, don't worry. They'll be build bigger boards with yeah. bigger nails. One day they'll build a board with a nail in it so big that they'll kill themselves. And then they just laugh and fly away. And that's kind of like... That's not terribly inaccurate. No, the na- the boards and nails are just the nukes, and we keep them ready, you know, in our bedside table for intruders in the night to scare them off, but we don't want to shoot them. Like, Well, it, it's sort of like that whole tactic, thing where, right? you know, it, it's a lot less true with guns, but, like, I do know people who own guns in their house, and it's like, they they, they say it's for self-defense, but I guarantee you that if it came yeah. down to it, I know those same of them, types of people know the laws under which they will well, be. Uh, but but most prosecuted most with. people, even if you have a gun for self defense and it makes actually, you feel better, actually pulling it out and pulling the trigger on someone is a lot harder than it sounds. Yeah, yeah. I don't know a lot of people who, you know, and again, unless you're put into like pretty extreme circumstances i don't know a lot of people who could pull that fucking trigger let's let's put it has anybody uh, here seen the movie the big hit no uh no. no so if anybody in the chat has seen that movie maybe you can or maybe give it a watch if you've got some time but that the my favorite part about that movie is it's not anything amazing in in a lot of ways but basically it's about um it's like by about a contract killer and like kind of a group that uh, does this sort of like wet work and whatnot. And the main character, every time he's on a job, he carries like a bottle or two of Pepto with him because shooting a person makes him so physically ill that he can barely stand himself. And he becomes so nauseous while doing work. Like he's just like, like every, almost every other scene, he's just like leaning over a railing after he's just gotten three people down and he's like, like finishes off a bottle of Pepto and he's like, okay, like I got to keep going. And that's like legitimately, like it would make Mm -hmm. you so physically sick with yourself that like being able to actually, or there's something 
potentially wrong. Well, well I, I just thought that was a cool add-in to be like, you see all these guys in movies and well, people it, in It's movies definitely a more realistic down. interpretation of what people would be like yeah. after shooting somebody. Absolutely. Like, I like to believe that if my life were in danger and I had a gun, yes, I could shoot them. I still probably wouldn't try to kill them. You'd feel pretty terrible. I would well, aim for the leg. And that's, that, well, in, it's it's actually interesting listening to uh, Jordan Peterson talk about it because that's actually a lot of where, like, PTSD comes from is these people being put in these, like, horrifying situations mm-hmm. and then they end up doing something monstrous. And the the problem isn't, it's not that the it's the horrifying situation that haunts them. It's what they did. Yeah, it's, it, it's the actions they themselves took. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, you know, because yeah. he was talking about, like, how do you, you know, it's this whole, it, it's sort of like you end up with this whole, like, fractured identity. Because it's like, how do you put the guy who gunned down 25 people out, off the back of a, you know, using a Gatling gun off the back of a fucking personnel carrier? Uh, uh, how do you combine that in with corn-fed Ohio, you know, farm boy. Like, how do you put those two together? How do they link? And, yeah. and you can't, right? So, and that's the thing is, yeah. So, I don't know. I think a lot of people just overestimate people's will for destruction in a lot of ways. I don't think, yeah, I don't think fundamentally people want to kill other people. No. I think it's just kind of like a, almost like a glitch like, in your personal yeah. matrix, right? Pe- like, people in general don't want to kill anybody because it makes you feel terrible. Or you're a, serial, a sociopath, psychopath, or serial killer. You know what I think? <laughs> I think that's why people look for look for the certification of certain things. And I'm not going to mention these certain things because um, the rant that might ensue from everyone, I think. But um, honestly, <laughs> I think that's why people look for that like clarification of like this is okay because i'm doing it for a good cause you know what i mean yeah and i think that like even even with the backing of that it's still difficult but i feel like that is the major crutch of of that situation like people have to have that crutch in order to do those things and it doesn't necessarily make it like i guess the the end justifies the means, and so they can use that to kill. That's sort of it, right? I don't think anybody still likes it, but I think they can kind of arguably... Uh, I mean, I I guess I'm playing devil's advocate here, but there are definitely people who like killing people. Oh, abs- absolutely there is. But those people, I like to think, are still very few and far between. There's not a lot of them. No. I feel like there, no, there's not a lot of them comparatively. No, I, but there's a lot of people in the world. Absolutely, there is, and there's a lot of bad. Zero point zero zero one percent. I'm sorry, I spend too much time listening to serial killer cases and like last podcast on the left, and I'm just see. But th- those are sociopaths. They don't even necessarily like enjoy killing. They just well, oh, these it. people do. <laughs> uh, well, some of them don't. Those, yeah, some of them really enjoy killing people, though. Anyway, <laughs> coming off of that bright, bright and sunny, sunshine. Sunshine. well, <laughs> was, was going to think... say, like, somebody made the comment that, like, yeah, Roland saying he's too depressed to talk about Equifax goes on to talk about nuclear war and serial killers for the next, like, half hour. The, 
the point of that. <laughs> Mr. Petrov, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> the point of that whole segued brutal rant, which was still uh, good discussion. Thank no, you very definitely. much. Definitely. Like, very grateful men like that do exist because that could have. We just wouldn't be here. I just, I just appreciate so much the fact that there is somebody willing to make those decisions that nobody else wants to do to be there well, at th- that moment. And it, it is just proof that, you know, regardless of what your disagreements are, that, you know, the other side isn't inherently evil. And selflessness, will I just feel, is is always around. Like, it's always there. There's always somebody willing to do that, do that thing that has to be done. For other people, for the, for the, basically it, preservation of humanity. It also goes to show you that uh, even when all of the lights and warnings and sirens are going off, telling you that a thing is the way it is, it's not always it, the way. It, it might is. not be the way that yep. you, that it is. <laughs> Look for the wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't goat know. In goat's clothing. It's just like. <laughs> Imagine, Look for Adam in more just, goats clothing. I just, I, I, you know, I, it ties in a lot of, to, you know, I think of a lot of the shit that happens. It's happening today where people are just assuming the fucking worst in people constantly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Constantly. It, because the negativity is easy, right? Yeah. It's positivity well, it's, that takes work. It's also like, I, I feel like a lot of people these days just don't communicate with other people as much as we used to well, so they don't have a lot of the you real know, they, world communication and they don't realize that not everybody's just out to get you well yeah and they they just they see that one warning light and then they're like no hit the button We're- yeah well like they you know the amount of advice i see on reddit which is a very healthy you know portion of the demographic seeing one single thing from one single point of view and like oh my god Worst person alive. This man is literally Hitler. Why are you even hanging out with him? And it's like because they jaywalked across the street. Yeah. Um. I, oh, I was going to mention um, a similar a similar incident um, happened earlier. I heard a story of um, a certain uh, a certain vegan, uh, straight edge vegan that was out with friends at a restaurant that. When said friends ordered a beer and a hamburger, proceeded in the middle of the restaurant to hurl the plates basically right off the table and tell them how disgusting they were for something that they didn't like. Well, and I think that hmm. and that's was this the only vegan reason, gains? This no, this is this is an actual thing that happened. And um, honestly, like I think that the only reason I bring it up is to the the reaction of those people were beautiful. Though, like the not the not the one freaking out, but the, everyone else kind of laughed it off and was like, "That's a little rough, but we're just gonna continue enjoying our our evening, right?" Which is how it should be. And I think those people, it it just kind of goes to show that like that kind of that kind of negativity really is like over something as simple as that, right? Yeah. Like over as like there, a personal choice. There's actually a guy on YouTube, Vegan Gains. You can look him up. He he constantly does shit like that. Like, uh, was talking about one bodybuilder who got cancer, and he's and he's basically like, "Good, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad. I hope you die slowly and horribly, kind of shit, because you eat meat." 
Yeah, so I mean, unnecessary. Yeah, it's like oh, it's extraordinarily it's just like, unnecessary. It's like crank that shit right up to eleven, and it's like every fucking time. Anytime he gets into an argument with somebody, like he's also super like, cringy because he does shit. Like he like pulls out fucking knives and shit, and like, like points long, knives long story. at the screen threateningly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy because yeah. I know who you're talking about. And yeah, he's dude, a right dickhead. He, I just imagine um, him being like that whole you know teleports behind you meme. Yeah, <laughs> that, like that, that's 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 the shit I this see. Sounds like like teleports like, behind. I, you. I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like it doesn't hurt me to do it at all, and it gives them a chance to show you that they're not an asshole. If they show you that they're an asshole, then proceed to treat them like one. And you're no worse off, you know? I just... Also, don't give them the benefit of the doubt if they're Equifax. <laughs> well, I don't give corporations the benefit of the doubt because corporations are not people, my friend. You you save that URL for those people. Be like, <laughs> be like, you should probably check your credit score. Like, you should probably give them all Actually, your information again. Do a, do a tiny URL of, like, one of the banking phishing scams so that you, they can be sent to an actual phishing site. <laughs> I have an email for a Nigerian prince. That, <laughs> I just slip that. Uh, uh, honestly, though, like, it's just, I think the reaction needs to be more just kill it with positivity because it's absolutely a thing. And if you can, if we can make it so that these people don't have any leg to stand on, that these people, like, no matter how much negativity they're spewing out their butthole, that there's no way that they can, you know. Yeah, I've I've become very good at disarming people with kindness. That's what, what makes me do. so good at customer service. Yeah, that's honestly, it's what you have it, to do. People come in scream, like, customers have told me as well, like, you know, I was going to, like, yell, make a scene, and, like, kick up a fuss because I was so angry. But you're just so nice. I'm like, thank I, you. <laughs> I had a guy on the phone one time back when I worked tech support. And, he, like, it was one of those, like, you know, thank you for calling person I'm working for. How can I help you today? And, it, and it's just, like, immediately pull the phone away from my fucking ear as, like, half the call center can hear this guy screaming through the fucking earpiece and I'm just like, whoa, holy shit. And he's just screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming. And uh, after a while, I just sort of like put the thing down and just wasn't paying attention. I was doing other shit. And then I hear him kind of pause, pick it up, start screaming it. No, okay, put the thing back down, keep typing other shit, check email. Seems like he's slowing down, pick the thing up. Okay, he's getting to the end of it. And all I said was, so what would you like me to do? And immediately it was just like, well, uh, uh, yeah, you already did it. You were make, yeah, make, make them consider why they're there and they will just crumble because they never thought that far ahead. Yeah, they just wanted to scream. It's just like, I just wanted you to offer me free stuff. It's like, well, I'm not authorized for that. What can I do to make your situation better well, right now? And, and that's the thing is a lot of them aren't even like a lot of the like righteous anger types. They're not even willing to ask for free shit. No, they just no, want they to just want to yell at you until you give it to them. Yeah. Uh, they want me to offer it. They don't but want if to they ask just, for it. If somebody called and was like, okay, so I'm having trouble with my internet. It's been like about an hour. I'm really upset. Uh, you know, could you get me up and running and discount me for yeah. my time? Well, it ended up being, he's like, well, I, I want you to fix it. And I'm like, okay, perfect. I can, uh, I can, I can try to do that. <laughs> 
<laughs> until you start asking him to do shit. <laughs> well, I think he got most of it out because for the rest of the call, he was fine. Yeah, but, like, yeah, I anyway. I could talk for hours about call center shit, but that's I think not why. The... Most people in tech support could talk for hours about oh, call man. center shit. It's not like, a nice place. That is a soul-sucking job. Well, that's why I'm so chill, because after shit like that, nothing else matters. Ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> we should do emails. That and I don't feel yeah. anything I'm anymore. Go, go, go through our, well, by emails, you mean do our email? Mm-hmm. The a, one, you know at least our we have one, one email. Who hasn't read an email in a while? I've read a few, so. I wasn't here last week. Roland, or Box, do it. Roland, go. Okay. Uh, this one is from David. Hello, cast of Unfurled. Just a quick email today. My name is David, and in episode 14, the one riddled with technical difficulties... That'll be negative 14. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you said, we love you all except David. I had to laugh because technology break around me. So it is Apparently good to know... keyboards do too. <laughs> At least his grammar does. You're friends with Gunzuka, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I was starting to get flashbacks. Uh, so it is good to know that my influence stretches as far as Canada. Long-time listener, first-time writer, Zinc the Ferret. Huzzah! Well, thanks for writing in. Thanks! Now more people need to do that. Uh, yeah. If you could move farther away so that our stuff stops breaking, we would appreciate it. Yeah, I I actually do kind of have a bit of the case of the gremlins in a lot of ways, because, like... <laughs> I mean, the, just the other day, I while well, I spent the last week and a bit uh, rebuilding my, you know, all of you know that I'm pretty into Linux, and I had to. I, I think everyone who listens knows you're yeah. pretty into Linux. Wait, I, I had to. I had to wait. Linux? You use Linux? You've never told me. Yeah. So, uh, but I had to rebuild my operating system from scratch, yep. in, including the partitioning. And Everything. why is this? What? Why? How what did this did come you about? Do? Because I was in my Windows partition, uh, trying to get a Windows USB stick to work properly, and I put what the are US you doing wrong? And I put the USB stick in. Right. It, I mean, getting it to. I was trying to write a Windows USB stick, so I put it in the computer. And it wasn't reading properly, so I open up uh, a hard drive manager. Yep, disk manager. Disk manager. And it pops up right away and just like, you need to format this drive for it to work properly. And I'm like, okay. And then it formatted my... Yeah, the drive it didn't recognize my because the file Linux system was a foreign disk. <laughs> <laughs> Not the USB stick That's that I thought it was talking about. So, so, so this day you learned a lesson. So Windows killed my Linux no, partition. you killed your Linux partition. Windows so killed my By formatting it. Windows, Windows offered, only did what it yes. was told. <laughs> It just, just like Linux. I, it's just I put a USB stick in that isn't reading, and it's like you must format this drive. Okay, well, do that then. Well, I don't know oh, if anyone's you told you, Tal, but USB formatting your operating system isn't going to help Windows recognize your USB stick. Apparently, I, I don't know if anyone's ever told you. I I then used that USB stick to just I said <laughs> fuck it, 
and redid it from scratch, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. We'll oh fix God. it after. I'm, I'm still fixing it to now. It's it's still oh, not good. I don't want That's you to great. ever change because I you would just run out of stories to tell. You're a veritable locomotive of entertainment. You are oh. you are a hurricane of good stories. Or Orky is saying that the exact same thing happened to Ray. Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah. Ray learned a very hard lesson that day. Yeah. Yeah. So uh don't do it. Yeah. That's uh basically the moral of the story is don't trust Windows when it says you have to format. Don't the moral of the story is read your air, what you're doing. Read your dialogue boxes, dude. Well, in Windows it doesn't tell you anything. It says to use this drive, you must format it, and that's uh, it. Yeah. Which is why I assumed it was talking about the USB key, which was the only new drive that had been plugged in because it's never said that before and my linux partition has been there since the beginning but how often do you open up disk manager right not right so i just assumed it was talking about the new usb key that wasn't reading when i plugged it in which by the way by the way also did need to be formatted for it to work (laughs) hey tal you know what they say about assumptions right yeah Apparently, I think I think Carr says it beautifully in the chat where he says that the best part about computers is they do exactly what you tell them. Also, the worst part about computers is they do exactly what you tell them. Uh, That's all I ever tell people. Like the computer didn't do it. You did. Chokes on you, buddy. Just assume that when it says, would you like to erase this, that it means everything. Well, Except this for is assuming you're, uh, you're not, like, installing third-party software. I mean, you're forgetting about <laughs> when you're trying to stream a podcast from a hotel in Edmonton, and uh, the computer that you're given starts randomly fucking up video and then also won't install the software you need. In that case, it's not doing what I'm telling it to do. Well, I mean, then that's hardware failure, and you're kind of boned anyway. <laughs> But yeah, because if I recall, that computer didn't work properly. Now, did it? No, because <laughs> after the fact, I think although it was very kind for it to be lended to us, yes. Like after the fact, it was like, yeah, it's kind of been like I in mean, a drawer for a while. <laughs> that kind of like yeah. about that, it may or may not <laughs> work. About that, I forgot to mention it's broken in thirty different ways. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, right. Shall we? Shall yeah. we wrap it up here? Uh, we'd like to thank Omari and Scream Fox for the music and the logo. Also, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Um, um, uh, also, thank you to all of our Patreons. Yes, thank you. Your monies are still amazing. To all of our, love you your money is very useful. Thank you to all of our Patreons. You are the backbone of this shit show. You are what let us say we are professional podcast. Except we're not professional because we don't make more than half of our income. Oh, is that what, I thought is that what professional is? It's yeah, I thought it was just like, getting paid. I thought it's something like you have to get paid. Why, why, is, why though, is professional? We make all of our income for unfurled from them, so I'm just going to go with it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I'm unemployed. I'm a professional podcaster. Technically, yeah, you could absolutely say that. Because mm-hmm. half of so your... why, why does the definition of professional have to be so arbitrary? <laughs> <laughs> They need to get a professional like, to look at that. You know why it needs to be arbitrary? Because um, otherwise there would be people being like, I'm a professional this. And I, you're going, oh, and then going to them for a hack job. Sure, yeah. but so, I've I've been paid for things consistently, and I, that's what I consider makes me professional if I'm looking to make a career out of it. If you ask an engineer, there's only like I could be a poorly two paid or three 
uh, careers that count as professions, but but that's talking to an engineer. Yeah, and you should probably just not do that anyway. Yeah, it, it's usually no. Not it's fun. they they get really really like ornery about the definition of engineer and we've, profession. We've derailed our exit uh, and though. mostly engineer. Let's yeah, let's, let's underail let it. it. Let yeah. us exit. Uh, let's, let us Brexit. No, no. Then we'd have to Breakfast. take. Then we'd have to take a vote. Yeah. Who votes to leave? <laughs> anyway, all uh, right. If you Brexit. Want to send us any comments, questions, criticisms, anything like that. You Do can it. send us an email uh, or go to our contact form. Contact form is uh, on our webpage, unfurled.net. You can fill it out there, uh, or you can send us an email directly to us at unfurled.net. That's us at unfurled.net. Uh, also, in the website, unfurled.net, there is links to our Telegram chat, our Telegram channel, our Twitter page, our YouTube, all of that shit. All the things. If you're watching on YouTube right now, be please do the whole uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that bullshit that we're supposed to tell you to do because do it. it generates Fuck the YouTube. <laughs> Validate um, our existence. Like, yes. comment, Sam Scrib. Share it on Facebook. Uh, don't share it on facebook that's facebook. stupid i want facebook to die already facebook facebook needs to go the way of equifax everybody's information i'd be so much happier if like i didn't need to use facebook to communicate with my entire extended family yeah i want facebook to pull an equifax that'd be good you know what uh, i don't though because then that would mean everyone's information has been the basic compromised the basic framework of facebook is a useful tool the the stuff that spawned afterwards is not Facebook's fault. And there's actually, <laughs> it, if I recall, there's fault. a fairly compelling reason for letting Facebook like manage your login credentials as well, because they've already, you know, you, you're talking about like the whole Equifax thing. That's why you use their login for your website. Oh, also, they already deal with the Google. encryption and all of that. Google, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> send us emails for next time. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, Bye, fucks. And as usual, Tal's leaving. We love you. Well, have a good night, everyone. We'll miss you. And I hate you all. And beware, Puxilla. Oh, no, it's dry. Hang on. <laughs> this happened last week. <laughs> it did happen last. Finding, finding the kiss was hard. Okay. I can't. Somebody, can somebody fucking kiss into the fish?